What's up, everybody? I'm Sir Esters. I'm Blackapino J. I'm Beast Snips. And we're the Unintelligent Graduates. And we got a special guest in the house. We have the co-founder of New Amsterdam Entertainment that was founded in 2017. And he's also a comedian, master of ceremonies, and an award-winning DJ, Flobo Boys. Yo, that was the dopest intro ever. Man, that was so hard. Thank you so much for having the show, man. It's early on the West Coast, but we up. We doing it. Yeah. We're making it happen. <laughs> yeah, we greatly appreciate you coming on the show. Well, first thing, we already told you how we do the show and all that. But the first thing we want to talk about, let's talk about how everybody's week been. Um, go ahead and start off, Black. How has your week been? Man, busy as hell. Um, uh, shit. Trying to, we're trying to get this house. So uh, we're signing the contract tomorrow. Uh, so that's crazy as hell. And then uh, I was playing uh, Outriders with um, with a homeboy, uh, Jiggy the Pooh. He was one of our previous guests. And Jiggy, I, Jiggy. There's a glitch that's in... in in the game where you all, all the equipment that you would get in the game, you would just lose. And we thought it mm. wouldn't happen, and that shit happened to him. So um, RIP to Jiggy the Pooh's equipment and loot, because that, <laughs> oh, that shit is off in the ether, bro. And got I, looted. I, yeah, he got like looted. like his real stuff. Man, they, they, <laughs> took, they took all the sneakers off him and everything, bro. So I, I turned that game <laughs> off immediately after that shit happened. So that, that's been my week, bro. What about you, Scrubs? Hey man, you know how it is. Uh, normal San Antonio, Detroit, Texas stuff. Uh, you know, I go, I go, I go to Jack in the Box the other day to get a damn chicken salad for, for my wife, and they forgot the chicken in the salad. I didn't forget to put chicken in the chicken salad. I'm just like, how does that happen? Hey, when you well, first of all, when when you sent me the picture. Of that Jack in the Box, and most of, like the, the most of the marketing imaging for when you you know when you go to a restaurant, they got all their marketing imaging. Fucking Jack is doing some whatever the fuck. They had none of that shit. It looked like like you went to like a hole in the wall <laughs> restaurant. I said, bro, run, leave immediately <laughs> for your safety. I, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't got nothing. He was gone. The glass was broken behind it. Dude, that looked like they must. That shit look like a trap. Don't even do it, bro. It's not even working. They expect you to remember the menu. You know what I'm saying? I was like, they talk. Hey man, you should have checked your. You should have checked your food before you left there, man. Hell yeah. Hey, that, that's not their sandwich. disappointment. That's your problem. Once you got, <laughs> I was too. I, I had to get that breakfast sandwich that had shells and the damn eggs and all. I was like, damn man, this what? Is terrible. Hey, you should have checked the sure no no. No drugs or nothing in that sandwich, man. Right. I'm glad it wasn't. <laughs> hey, I seen that. Uh, have y'all seen the episode of Atlanta? That Miss Winters episode? No, no, I ain't seen it. <laughs> you haven't seen that show, Atlanta? And I, I watched that Atlanta. That Miss Winters? Only watched like the first season and stuff. Oh my goodness, it's the second season. Okay. And they were selling drugs out of Miss Winters, man. <laughs> it, it's just crazy. I, I just imagine some dude order fries with chicken on it. Like, what the hell? Where <laughs> <laughs> my fries? <laughs> you learn from your mistakes. I, hope I ain't asked for this. Chicken fries. Not chicken all my fries. How, how's your weekend hey. been, boys? Oh, man. It's man cool. was, my weekend been straight. No, for mm. all <laughs> Oh, I oh, tell me, yo, tell me about bad. your weekend, yo. I'm it was bad. straight. Tell me, tell me, tell me. What was your weekend like? Was it good? Was it good? Yeah, hey, who'd you meet? Working every day, um, slaving. Okay. 
Uh oh, oh, your AT and T flaring up again. Uh, uh, I'm addicted to gambling, Flo. Gambling like crazy. I missed the first half of that. I, See, like, oh, my week has been crazy. I'm addicted to gambling. I was like, yo, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yo, <laughs> hey, I, I, I got the itches hey, every day, man. I heard exactly oh, what MGM. I heard exactly what Flobo what Flobo oh, just said. Oh, you were talking, and nothing was coming out. And you was yeah. like you was real animated and all things that it, the audio cut in. And like, I'm addicted to gambling. Like yo, <laughs> yeah. In a week, Re- let's, let's rewind that. Let's rewind that and then <laughs> start from the top down. Imagine one of them crazy gambling stories where he gets thrown in the back of a car because he yeah. owns like somebody eight hundred dollars. Hey, <laughs> man, I'm keep playing till the win, man. Hey, you don't win if you don't play, man. That's what they say. Yeah, and then, and then no matter gonna, what you lose, I guess. And then next thing you know, you're gonna be on fucking skid row. Keep on. <laughs> <laughs> I, but that's my week, though. Um, I apologize for talking over you, Flo. So go ahead, tell me how your nah, week you been, man. Like your story is a lot more entertaining, man. I was like, <laughs> uh, yo, so I so I tried to be as healthy as I can. You know, like I used to be a big dude back in the day. Like I'm talking like six extra large and ish. And uh, so over the last Lent period, I had given up sugar and alcohol because you know alcohol is sugar. So I was getting like abs for the first time in like ten years. What? But then Easter came. Okay. And I was, ah, whatever. <laughs> 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 So my abs are like bah, and now I'm in my own feelings. So that's been my week. What's the donut shop called, man? And, oh, uh, what part of LA? Uh, what part of Cali are you in? I apologize. Oh, so I'm I'm in LA, and uh, my neighborhood is called Palms, but no one knows where that is. So I just say Culver City. I live three blocks from the, the Sony Studios. That's where they um where they film Jeopardy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 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 donut shop is called Primos, man. They make these thing called buttermilk donuts. They look like like little like 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 bar shaped donuts. Yeah. And it's like crispy mm-hmm. on the outside and like the perfect texture on the inside. It's like cake, basically. But I can't stop. Man. I got hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my real, my, my, my big ass, my mouth watering like a mother. You talking about <laughs> it's buttermilk I'm like uh, uh. <laughs> I'm saying the pics. I'm saying the pics. All right. <laughs> so I shot the only fans. I can't lie, man. <laughs> Hey, y'all, y'all ready to get this show started, man. Yeah, yeah let's, let's go, bro. Let's go ahead and start off. Let's talk about um, man Usher, R&B great. Basically, you you might have caught Wanda been going over the internet. A dancer going by the handle Be Love on Instagram posted photos of three Usher bucks that came in $100, $20, and dollar denominations, all with Mr. Raymond's face in place of the usual dead presidents. So... Um, the basically the finessers got finessed. So let's talk about how how a situation is going. Talk about it, man. Go ahead, start off black or scribs or flobo. I, my, my, you know, my main question is, what the fuck is a usher bucks? Like, I know you go to, <laughs> when you go when, like when, when you go to Disneyland, you got the Disney dollars and shit. You know what I mean? And it's only you can only use it there, so. So Usher Bus, you can you only use it in a, like an Atlanta strip club, or is that, <laughs> or is, is, hey, is, is, that the, is that the hush money to let people know, hey, I don't got, I don't really got that, I'm, yeah. I'm not burning What's like your that. Conversion rate, yeah. like ten Usher bucks to a dollar, is it like? Yeah, can, can, <laughs> I, can I can I get Bitcoin with that shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
I heard it was fake, but still, man, I gotta be pretty bold to put your face on money. That's like every man's dream, really. Yeah. Like, yo, I'm gonna be so fly. I'll put my face on some money. And he's like, my face was on your ass. That's the way I look at it. I just got too much money to be doing doing something like that. The way I look at it, man. But I mean, it's genius. It's funny. So was it like a like? Did they print it out with his face on and shit? Like, or was it like his face is actually on it? Like, if you look at the pictures. And look on the girl's Instagram. It's actually like his face on where the presidents are supposed to be. It's ushers. Like he just he likes sitting sideways, man. It's showing the you side of what? his face. I'm not gonna lie. That's some shit that I would have saw like in a massive P video or some shit. <laughs> not not gonna lie, bro. <laughs> I, I, I can I can really see massive P sitting like right on on the goddamn tank, just doing this shit, and everybody grabbing it and they pick it up like Percy Miller. What the fuck? <laughs> Hey, he put his name with everything back there. Yeah, people yeah. in the shoes, people in credit insurance. Yeah. <laughs> people in <are> rims. <laughs> hey, everybody's coming out talking about they got the Usher books now. Justin Bieber, he said he got his hand on some Usher books. 21 Savage. Hey, Usher books might be running some money, man. It might be another set of currency, man. Yeah, in his damn pocket, if you damn numbers <laughs> to, to convert it, to convert your U.S. dollars to Usher books. You, you you have a you have a gambling problem. <laughs> he got like his own Fort Knox of Usher bucks. Where yeah. He's gonna be like stashing everything. It's... I can pay you with Usher bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can see Usher. Yeah, in, I'm surprised like Magic he didn't City. confess to all of that. I can see Usher in Magic City and say, "Hey, hey, girl, we and get this hot lap dance. I got these Usher bucks. Like... Make a ring with my face." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really do look like a real hundred too. Yeah, that's a hard pass for me, cause I'm. It's a hard pass for you, man. Hard pass. He, th- he knows how hey, to get put on the twenty, I, man. I, He's trying to promote himself to get put on the hundred. Hey, much respect to Usher. You know what I'm saying? He 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 changed the R&B game. You know what I'm saying? In the in the nine well the with with the late nineties or what have you. But yeah, I I'm, I'm not that much of a fan to get some damn Usher bucks. I'm good. I mean, you write all the things he did, but in Google, I put Usher, and Google was like, you mean Usher Bucks? I was like, for real? Like, that was just this week. Like, you, all right, Google, damn. <laughs> Google's up on everything, man. Yo, Google's savage, yo. Hey, oh, hey. God. Basically, the finessers, the number one finessers got finesse, man. Strippers are always finessing people, man, out of their money. You might... You might be talking to a stripper right beside you for a good five to ten minutes. Realize you got twenty or thirty dollars taken out your pocket, man. <laughs> that sounds like that no, happened bro. to you already. <laughs> I'm too cheap for that, dog. <laughs> might slide him a little dollar or something, but ain't no twenties. I might be carrying the usher bucks. How cheap I am? You're like, oh, oh, hell no! What is this? Bro, like, hold on. Yes. So, uh, you, when you go, you go to the strip club, ask what the specials are and shit. <laughs> I hope he makes the confessions like part three, where he's talking about like I've been to Usher bucks before and everybody too. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, hey, shout out to Usher though, man. man. I don't care what no one say, man. That, hey, I give him props for that, dog. Let's get on to <laughs> these um... specials. It's killing me. Yo, we're gonna give him fourteen dollars. That's what I got. <laughs> fourteen dollars for the dollar. We, we got the, okay, the okay. Cribs always talking about Dodge Coin, Dodge Coin. You might need to invest in some Usher books. I'm going to. Bet. Do it. Usher. Anything I can get in cheap. All right. <laughs> uh, so, have y'all seen the new trailers 
that came out recently. I did you know, see- the Hitman. No, no, go ahead. I ain't mean to cut y'all. Go ahead. My bad. Uh, the Hitman White's bodyguard, you know, the world's most least lethal odd couple. Bodyguard Mike, who's played by Ryan Reynolds. And Hitman Darius Kincaid, who's played by Samuel Jackson, are back on another life-threatening mission. Still unlicensed and under scrutiny, Bryce is forced into action by Darius' even more volatile wife, who's being played by Samma Hayek. So what did y'all get from the trailer? And are y'all going to see this movie when it comes out? I will on Netflix or whatever streaming service you want to jump on. I, I didn't even watch the first I one. I never go to theaters? No. Not, you didn't watch the first one? Hell no. What did you say? And I, I'm, I, I mean, oh. it, everybody got quiet like I'm about to get jumped at the end of the show, but I, I never <laughs> watched man, it. man. I'm trying to find you an exit out when they yeah. jump you. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> it takes a lot to go to the theater now, man. I went to film school, yo. Like, that's what I graduated from. Yeah. I can tell you everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, man, nothing beats a theater and experience. I'm like... That's all nostalgia, man. Like, it, no one goes for Nickelodeon theaters anymore. No one yearns for anymore. You have yeah. a reason to go to a theater. I don't think Deadpool is it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like, yeah. So I, I'll probably see it, but definitely wait on a streaming service or what have you. Because, I mean, now home theater setups are pretty dope. And mm-hmm. with it, you know? So, yeah. How about you, Scripps? I mean, anything is going to give me a little bit of insight to... Uh, Watching Deadpool and Nick Fury interact with each other. That's going to be interesting when they start making cameos and the other Marvel movies together and stuff like that. It's going to be uh, anything Sam Jackson's in, I love to watch. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it, can, it, it can be deep blue sea. You know what I'm saying? Deep blue sea. Which they gave him a shout out into that capital one day. They reenacted that basically. The fucking shards ain't me. Yeah, animated. Uh, you guys remember that the, the new animated commercial he's in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one where like animated kind of like Ready Player One. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Out and eat some Ready. Yeah, I saw that. I was laughing my ass off when I saw that commercial. That shit threw me off. I, I, I saw that on a YouTube. I was watching YouTube, and that popped <laughs> up. And you, normally I click out of that shit, but it's Sam Jackson. I said like, it, it looked like Ready Player One. I said, let's see what they're talking about. That fucking short jumped out of eight. I was like, dude, he gets no respect in this goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Jackson near water is not good. That's yeah. All about, uh, yeah, they ever do not- like they, they reboot Miami Vice and they put him as tubs. Nope. Just keep him out nope. the water. Keep him near the Lamborghini and shit. Cause if, I, if I ever see Nick Fury near the water, I'm going to be like, no, Nick, no. Don't do it. <laughs> Ain't nobody want to be tubs. <laughs> nobody wants to be tubs. <laughs> No, but for real, my buddy and I had a, a costume party a couple years ago, yeah. and we both want to be Crockett. He's like, "Get tubs. We trying to stay, homie. I don't want to be tubs. <laughs> two Crockets. We got to be two Crockets. Want to be Jamie Foxx didn't even want to be tubs. I want to be tubs, man. Hey, uh, I hey, forgot about Jamie Foxx. That new show he's on Netflix is actually pretty funny. Is it? Uh, is it? Uh, you didn't like uh, it? Uh oh. You got a dissenting opinion. I never, I never watched it, but from what I seen from the previews, I was like, yeah. I mean, him and David Allen Greer in that show are funny. I was okay. the two, two of them. Are I mean, because I haven't seen them work together since the Living Color, though. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that, yeah. Those two spitballing it with each other is too damn funny, man. It's, I'll check it's it out. too damn funny. Isn't David Allen Greer supposed to be his father? I think yeah. so. See, I didn't. Okay. I, I saw like uh, you know when you go on Netflix and they they pop up like the new shit that like on the trailer like mm-hmm. on the, the main banner. I saw it pop up, but I was trying to watch um um damn it's that anime with um the uh is it, not Dragon Age Dragon Blood yeah Dragon Blood 
I said, man, I ain't trying, I'm just trying to watch this. I'm gonna, I gotta watch Dragon Blood real quick and watch this Dota shit. So I have that on my list. Dragon Blood looks dope as hell. It's good, bro. I just I be looking every Friday. Like the only thing I've been watching really is like sitcoms and Falcon Winter Soldier. That's it. So it's like Office checked out the new Jamie Foxx show yesterday. Found out Falcon Winter Soldier dropped. Watched that. Mine was blown. Boom! Can't wait for the last episode. Mm-hmm. That's it. Hey, Falcon Winter Soldier, dope, bro. It's real dope. I still haven't watched it. It's too. There's too many stuff to. There's too much stuff to watch. I just come out with a freaking movie, dude. Just come right, out with a movie right, and I'm, stop I'm it. You, in I'm, I'm gonna give you the pro tip. First, you gotta put that guy down. Um, DraftKings down, or MGM Best, whatever the hell you're using. It's not DraftKings. It's Bet MGM, buddy. Hey, <laughs> hey, whatever it is, drop that shit. And then <laughs> that, all, all, all that time you you spending just wait doing this shit on, on the on the bets, you could be watching Winter Soldier, bro. <laughs> bro, hey, the Wakandans, dude, the Wakandans in there, and they, I didn't even expect the Wakandans to be in there, and they were whooping ass, and they, they even had like the the chanting for like from the movie and stuff. Like, well, I got hype. I'm watching Boy, that shit. Hey, and I'm up here like this. I'm up here like and they got the, the ball bitches out there with the spears. Oh, bro, I was hype. Ready to go. No. I mean, it's hey. all right. It's all right. I, I, I don't hate it. And I watch it. I guess I'll expect it more of it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it feels like there's a lot of like, you know what? How it is being a black man in America. I sure do, Buggy. I oh, you know Try to fix this boat. You know how it is being a black man. Do something, Sam. Do something. <laughs> you know, but you know, I didn't hate her. I didn't hate her. I didn't imagine working. It's cool. They set the bar hey. really high with WandaVision. You know what I'm saying? How yeah. creative and hey. different that was. It ain't bad, man. I can't get hype of it though. I watch it, so I can't. I can't be like, oh, it's trash. I'm in there every Friday, like, wow. But, but at the yeah. same time, I want a little more. You know? hey, yeah, that last episode, yeah. was, that that was the black the Black History Month episode though. That was. It was my favorite one, but it was like, oh, dude, I get it. I've been in this skin for like thirty plus years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me right now, man. Like they, they, I think y'all they can stay on them series, man. If they come out a movie, I will watch it. But I ain't got time to sit. No good. Ten hours. Oh, you want you want the condensed version? That's that's, that's what you're saying. Hell yeah! Now, last week, me and my girl sat and watched them. We watched all ten episodes, but that that show good as hell on Amazon Prime. <laughs> bro, we sat and watched. I highly, highly I, I recommend want, that I show. I want to watch it, bro. But every time I watch stuff that where it's like it's um, racially charged shit like that, I, it, it bugs me. You know what I mean? Because. Yeah. Deep down, that's why I have I I still haven't watched um, Get Out because just mm-hmm. just just I, when it's, whenever it's racially I, hell I can't even watch Roots motherfucker it's like huh? when I see black people getting accosted bro I get wait wait <laughs> that's like two different things well, I, 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 yeah, I, I know it's two, I know it's two different things I know it's two different things but if I see like for me like if I see like black people getting hurt or just being just just treated wrong you know what I mean. It bugs me a certain kind of way. Okay. Like yeah, I, I like I, I watched. Um, uh, we talked about the last episode. I uh, love Lovecraft Country. Mm. For me, because I knew there was something beyond um, under the surface besides like the obvious racial shit. You know what I mean? But when they started talking about like Emmett Till and shit, and I was like, that, that kind of bugged me a little bit. But yeah, that, that's that's just a personal thing. But I know, yeah, Roots and 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 those movies. That, Two totally different things, but just just watching motherfuckers just get hurt like that is just it just bugs. No, well, I, I respect that because I feel like especially for for black entertainment, there's very few mm. like big dumb movies. 
mm-hmm. like Red Tails or Black Panther. Like I saw Crazy Rich Asians because it was a dumb movie. Yeah. Like, but usually if it's an, a movie with Asian leads, it's always like about the struggle or worse, a white person showing up and solving the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think we need dumb entertainment. I think that's important. But I, yeah, I think what? it plays a big part. Like you have to understand, like. That's just how stuff was. I don't get mad about it. I know a couple people like you black mm-hmm. and gets mad whenever they see them type of things, but you just have to understand that's how it was back in them days. Yeah. And we're moving to a we're progressing through that. And then you have to dwell on the past to get to a better future. That's true. That's how I look yeah. at it. That's if you true. forget the past, you're doomed to repeat it. That's what the history says. So Facts. Ooh. So let's get on to this um this next trailer. <laughs> That's a, I got his thinking cap on. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't expect the, the Yoda wisdom to, to pop out. <laughs> what? What? Okay. Uh, let's get on. Have y'all? Did y'all watch the Army of the Dead trailer? Yeah, I did watch. This that. is Zack Snyder's first movie that's coming out after Justice and um, it's gonna have Guardians of the Galaxy star Dave Bautista, who leads a vast ensemble cast. It also includes comedian. Tig Notaro, Garrett Dillon Hunt, and Amari uh, Hardwick. And basically, it's just like, if I'm not mistaken, it's a bunch of assassins going for a money heist mm. or a billionaire in Las Vegas. So, what are y'all thoughts on the trailer? And are y'all going to see this movie when it comes on Netflix? I would. I mean, this, this is a Zack Snyder movie. So, I mean, you get what you, you, get what you pay for, I guess. <laughs> But, um, I mean, with, with what he did with the the terrible ass Justice League movie, I mean, his his vision was a lot better than Josh Whedon's. So I mean, I'll probably watch it. Shit. I, I mean, like the way that they at first I thought it was just gonna be another just a, another zombie movie, but they they kind of turned it on its head. They kind of made it. Um, they gave them identity like the zombies. I'm speaking of. They got they they have personalities. They 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 don't seem to be like your typical zombie. You know what I mean? So I'm. I'll give it a shot. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm giving Batman and Superman a pass, but but <laughs> but a lot of Zack Snyder movies, like he does, he builds character. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's a villain for most movies, you know what I'm saying? Like he builds the, uh, he, he builds it. So of course he's gonna do that with the zombies. You know, I feel like, like but I, with him is with with. With Snyder, is is more he he yeah he builds this like the backstory a little bit, but it his movies have to be longer if that's the case. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't want to see the backstory on why there's, why there's a stripper bitch zombie and then she's commanding a whole army. I, I don't want. I honestly don't want to know. Usher bucks. That's why Usher bucks got her commanding the whole damn army. Like. This the oh now, yeah if that if, if the heist if the heist was a red hair and it was really just to get the usher bucks then yeah that, now now we're talking about, now we're talking <laughs> two more movies y'all <laughs> exactly usher's hey. in there and it's like like uh, that old movie where they're in the high school and everybody getting infected yeah, what's going on? oh you talking about the faculty yeah, yeah the faculty yeah. oh yeah, I forgot was, about that movie shout out to old movies Josh Real, oh. back. Back with Josh Hart, dude, was fixed. What about, what, what about you, Flo? Have you, have you seen the trailer? I seen the trailer, but yo, Zach, Zach Snyder's hit or miss. Like, I, mm-hmm. I wasn't uh, adamant, like Snyder cut person, but I knew something was up with the Justice League version because it didn't, it didn't match up. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. Josh Whedon version, you had the flat, the flash affair of brunch. 
and like touching Wonder Woman's boobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was weird, you know? So I like that movie. I, I would say, though, my least favorite like Hollywood movie is Sucker Punch, which is also a Zack Snyder film. So I'm like, I'm um, torn, but I got a little bit of the cool premise. I never heard this one before. And Batista's in it. I'm a wrestling guy. Um, Theo Rossi from um, Sons of Anarchy is in it. He played Juice. Yeah. I watched that show. So. Juice? I'll check it out. Why not? He had a very interesting character arc in that, that show. Actually. Yeah. He's like, I'm black? Damn. <laughs> I was like, I can't relate. It sucks sometimes, man. You know how it is. <laughs> hey. Well, when it comes on Netflix, man, I'm going to check it out. So, <laughs> so um, let's talk about these this Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I know Scribs got the vaccine. I know Black got the vaccine. Bobo, have you gotten the vaccine yet? I am half vaxxed, as they say. Uh, Moderna, if anyone cares. I know how you could kind of glow up. Yo, get the Pfizer dog. Get the Moderna. Yeah. Get the Moderna. <laughs> half vaxxed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, uh, if you're taking a Johnson & Johnson, patients should be given anti-clotting drugs, not heparin, and infusions of a blood product called intravenous immunoglobin may replace the depleted plat- platins because... They saying the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is causing blood clots. Look, man, I'm gonna say Johnson and Johnson needs to stick to doing stuff for babies' asses and cleaning babies. <laughs> you know, what I'm you know saying? the powder. They, 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 well, you know they, the powder they, causes cancer. Exactly. They're getting sued for that. I was also. about to bring that up because they can't even do that right, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker getting cancer from the baby stuff. So, Ooh. I mean, I didn't want to say nothing when. When the when that news well not when the news came out but when they first announced like hey we got a one shot vaccine I was like really really y'all can't even a- do the, the tier free right what you know what I mean, you know what I, mean? So, I wasn't surprised yeah I was surprised when motherfuckers were like hey motherfuckers are dying and shit taking the shot I'm like oh. I'm 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 up. that's a hard pass on me like I got a homeboy he's he got he got um. He got the Johnson and Johnson shot uh, a week before the news broke, and I didn't even want to oh. bring it up to him. I didn't want to say nothing. I was like, "Hey, I- <laughs> <laughs> like man, my leg been my leg been swelling, man. I don't know yeah. what the hell was going on." Uh, Johnson and Johnson. Uh, hold on, did you not say nothing to him? You drop hints like, "Yo, yo, you see the science this week?" Hey, <laughs> what, I, what I did like, because um, at work we we do like teams and shit. So I'm on on Microsoft Teams. And I'm like, "Yo, um, what I said, uh, hey." The, uh, did you hear about side effects from the shots? I didn't want to say Johnson Johnson shots, and he and he, mm. I got no reply. All I heard was a change. Like he pretty much he swapped the subject. We talking about wrestling. We talking about WrestleMania. And shit. <laughs> I said I guess he knows. I'm not gonna bring yeah. it up. Now if he I'm comes up win. on the chat, he's like, "Yo, hey man, you ever get your shot and then the third nipple pop up in the middle of your chest? Then you need to go see a doctor." <laughs> Forget that. Ask I was like, oh no, don't come here. Third nipples. Yeah. Man, my wife just got her second Moderna shot yesterday. Her arm sports hell today. So For real. See, I get my second. Um, I got the Pfizer shot. Yeah, so, so did I. I my I get my second shot Monday, and I already took off Monday, and then I took off Tuesday because people were saying. Yo, that second shot is gonna be is, is rough. It's mm-hmm. it's a bitch, dude. The second one for the Pfizer one makes you feel you got the flu. For real. It is, oof. No, yeah, I just went ahead yeah. and just called. I I just went ahead and just scheduled both days off because I, hell no, I ain't I ain't finna go for all that shit. <laughs> I asked lady. I said, hold I up, hold up, hold up. This is a Pfizer shot, right? And I'm gonna be walking around with an erection lasting four hours. Like, is that mm-hmm. what's gonna be happening around? Here? Like, we don't put Viagra in everything. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> 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 
Prince of Ragnarok. <laughs> it's all I'm calling a babysitter, and my wife better be home. All right, and like that's what's happening. Is that what's happening? <laughs> Coughing <laughs> with Viagra. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Coughing medicine. <laughs> I, I, I got a shot for somebody here. I don't know what's going on. But, yeah. <laughs> but they said, that, man, they had that 15 minute wait room where they need to check you out here. And I was like, I just wanted to troll everybody so bad. Just start flopping around and like. See, and, like, see, and, and, you, and you, you'll be the reason why the anti-vaxxers will be like, see, see, and that's why. And, and that's why they're holding the votes. And, and because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Just and eat the, some strawberries, you'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> All you had to do was get get a pound of elderberries, some, yeah. some watermelon rinds, and some honey. That's all you had to do. You want to fuck around with that Pfizer's. Hey, I'm not getting that shot. Forget that. I know, because yeah, cause you, you got your elderberries in the goddamn refrigerator right now. Man. It's true. Always, they always say wait a year or two before you get, do anything. I'm waiting for that 10-year mark where they say, if you had one of the COVID vaccines, please call this number. You may be entitled to a lump sum. I'm waiting for I, I'll it. I'll be wishing that on yourself, man. I, I'm oh, yeah. just saying, man. Look, it, well, first of all, it's not so much the Johnson Johnson vaccine I knew it was messed up being one shot. It was the fact that it was only found in the hood. It was like, yo, Beverly Hills got the Pfizer. But if you want to go to Crenshaw, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Something's not right. But, but I got a Moderna, y'all. I was smart about it. But you can't tell me that having a vaccine is like, it's like worse than not doing it, my dude. Like, I feel like even if I get that a little bit of a sniffles or I feel a little tired a couple days, I got to give me some protection. I'm a couple of blood clots. Everything's outside. Yo, you know what it is? But you know who people die from blood clots? Four. <laughs> Four yeah. out of how many people that got vaccinated? Man, I'm gonna roll that dice. I do, I do, I do comedy. I DJ weddings. I'm an MC. All of my jobs are outside with people. I will triple mask if I could. Exactly. I will get eight vac. I get one of each. I'll become the Thanos of vaccines <laughs> if I could. Because yo, that's my livelihood, man. Like, you wear, you wearing them like, like out of bounds or like out of necklace. Like, look, I got the Pfizer, I got the Moderna, and I got the J and J. Yeah, okay, look. the AstraZeneca too, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just pop, pop them right in. Yeah. <laughs> Ultra reality, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. Let's start this wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> Check already clear, dog. Don't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I know there's, I mean, there's history too. I mean, because, like, vaccinations with black people. Uh, in the past, hasn't been on one hundred with you know what I'm saying, like with the the Tuskegee experiments, and then there was the the black lady um, that was being experimented on. Um, that didn't help, you know what I'm saying. And I know that's something that's taught in the community, like yo, don't trust the doctors, don't trust the government when it comes to this because they did this before. I, I I I still feel like that too, but like that, I would rather take the shot, especially that I know that. Um, millions of people already taking this shit yeah. and it's only what, what four to six people and then i think it was like all females so far which is kind of weird why it's only females that are being the the the, the pay like the i guess the victims or, what, or whatever you want to call it but yeah. i would rather take the chance it's, it's better it's the, the the risk just like flobo was saying this is the comparison between two i'd rather get sick from the damn vaccine than getting the covid bro I hear you, and that's the Tuskegee experience was on my mind too. This is why I avoided Johnson Johnson because, again, in LA, it was only in the hood parts, like yeah. it was East Los, it was like Boyle Heights. But at the same time, it's like if what nefarious plan is that? Let's say we're going to do mind control and give everyone microchips, right? Do you think any government going to afford 
Go Jets. Like, we're not that special. Like, you know what I'm saying? If someone saw me on satellite, you're like, oh, he's on Pornhub all the time. <laughs> we had this dude barred with somebody else. So, whatever, man. Roll the dice. Yeah. It's Ryan Reagan. I'm just <laughs> His whole name, Rap. Six letters in each of his names. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, power to y'all. Is that what I said? I'm going to wait a year or two before I take the way, hey, the way he looks. Power to y'all, man. They always say, "What a year to we, we make said, sure everything gets cleaned out, man." We all said our PZ. We, we went straight to the phone, like, "All right, next topic." <laughs> Go. <laughs> hey, let's get on. Let's get on to this last topic, and then we're going to our interview with Flobo. All right. Um, let's talk about the Minnesota police officer Kim Potter, who shot and killed Dante Wright during a traffic stop. She resigned, and she's been charged with manslaughter. Minnesota police officer Kim Potter, who fatally shot a black man during a traffic stop in Brooklyn Center, Minneapolis, and the city's chief of police resigned on Tuesday. Mayor Mike Elliott said he hoped that the moves would bring some calm to the community, although people ultimately want justice. He also added that he has asked Minnesota Governor Tim Walz to have Dante Wright's case go to the Attorney General's office instead of Washington County Attorney's office. So... Um, what are y'all thoughts on this situation? We'll start with Flo, what do you, you think about that? Man, it's hard not to talk about this situation about the other situations, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be that person that comes on the show and be like, how many times do we have to go through this? I'm not that kind of person. I was never that kind of person. I was the dude that was like, man, I don't deal with politics. But politics got up one day and threw a brick through my window. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> talk about me now, bro. You know what I mean? But like, to me, these things should be open and shut cases. Right. Mm-hmm. Talk about if I walked out there and I and I killed somebody or even shot at somebody in self-defense, mm-hmm. they will dig deep and find everything I've ever done to put on the on the news. Right. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why I smile on every photo. Not because I'm a happy guy, because the one time I'm me mugging is going to be the one on Fox News. Like, you trust this dude? No, you know what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. you look at what happens and with these police officers, we protect and serve. And I'm not knocking cops. I understand it's a, it's a profession. I understand that sometimes you got to work. Sometimes you, especially in big cities like LA, New York, most cops are minorities too. I'm not trying to make it a, a white thing, but like the training is flawed here, man. How many times are people fearing for their lives with guns? That's not a thing. Like, if you can control a gun and a nightstick, you should be able to be confident enough to de-escalate situations. I was an nice. RA in college, my dude. And my own weapon was a radio, was a walkie-talkie. You got to learn to think on your feet. And how many times are we going to see situations where families are disrupted, you know, people are, are just put in the ground, or people are just, like, are injured or maimed, Jacob Blake, right? Another situation yeah. this, this past year where we say, you know what? You should just follow orders, man. It's just a, it's a tragedy. We didn't know how to prevent this. We don't know how to prevent this? Come on, man. Exactly. I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask this question about. I get really upset. <laughs> I agree with me both, bro, because when, when I heard about, especially when she said uh, that she mistake, well, no, no, the chief said that uh, based on the body cam footage, like she mistaken the taser for her actual weapon. And I'm like, how do you even, why, why do you even have your, why is the first choice your, your firearm? Yeah. You know I mean, like even with um, um, uh, what was his name? Uh, the 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 black Latinx dude in Virginia, um, uh, he when he got pulled over by those two officers, first thing when he got pulled over, they they had their guns drawn, and they were approaching yeah. his car, and he and he said, "I'm afraid to get out," and then the one cop was like, "Yeah, you better be." Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Why is that your first choice? And like, and I have I have family that's that are police officers, or they were police officers. Um, 
Well, actually, I got one cousin. He's actually still a, um, a cop in, in Orange County. But, like, why would that be your first choice? And, I, and like like you, I, I don't I don't knock the police. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it is a stressful job. But there, there's something wrong with the training. And then I still believe that if you're that scared, you don't need to be having a gun, period. Yeah. And I don't mean by the training thing, I'm not trying to say that because I know people are like, oh, you're trying to say the cops are stupid. And I'm not saying that either. I'm like, if you're in a situation where you've been trained not to kill or to maim, overtrain, I guess, when you have a situation, there's something that clicks off in you. Like, have you ever seen the movie Jarhead? Yeah. For weeks, you're trained to kill, in a case, if in the military, because if you're infantrymen. But if you do nothing for weeks, when something does call, you're quick to escalate. You know? So if you have a, a traffic stop, as you draw your gun, you've said to yourself, I've tried every single thing else, and now life or death is the only option. Because that's why we don't shoot to maim. Because if cops can shoot to maim you, then there's no discretion as to where they pull the gun out. Mm. You, you put the gun, hand on your gun, you're saying, there's nothing else I can do at this point. And that seems to be the first step, especially with minorities. And so it, it's, it's tragic, it's hard, but it's cyclical. It happens, you get outrage, maybe a protest happens, maybe a GoFundMe, and then we just go about our business. And that's true with, with minorities and cops. That's true with mass shootings in this country. And it's kind of like a, a weird thing. And, and we sit there and we say, man, can you believe the Bahamas has a travel advisory for their black citizens when they come here? Well, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. I'm in, and I'm in Los Angeles. I was raised with the NYPD in the 90s. And when the NYPD came up, that was like our La Corona. That was like the boogeyman. Like, oh, yeah. the cops are here? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just nuts. It's just sad, man. I mean, a young kid lost his life. And this lady's been on the forest for over 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was a trainer and all that. And uh, $100,000 a year salary you're a trainer and all that. There's, I don't see how you mistake a taser. I, I mean, I can see, I know it happens, but I don't see how, I mean, it, I don't see how it happens, you know what I'm saying, without her having some racial, racial kind of, you know, and it could thoughts have, going on. It could have been an honest mistake, you know what I mean? It, But it, it happens so often in this country, you know what I mean? And then the training that I've, that I've seen, like John, I, I watched John Oliver um, last week tonight, um, and he's, he has a lot of pieces about like police brutality and, and police training and what have you, but they, a lot of these cops, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I will just say some, some of these police officers go through what's called like warrior training and these guys, and instead exactly. of trying to talk about de-escalation, they're talking about just like what Flo was saying to just start off, like turn, turned up from 11 and shit. And it shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't have to treat every situation like it's life or death. Because in this case, they already, just like, and this is very similar to um, the dude um, that got shot at the Wendy's parking lot in Atlanta. You already had his license. You had his vehicle already. So just, if he ran, if he runs, let him run. You got him. You know what I mean? There's, they could have, they could have let him go. And then just catch him later on instead of. Um, not only did he, he got, he got shot, but then he wrecked the car trying to escape, hurt his, hurt his girlfriend and then damaged another vehicle. I don't know if it was anybody else in the other vehicle that he hit, but it just, it just, it's just a domino effect. You know what I mean? But it also could be a domino effect of letting them go though as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's the situation cops are faced with when it comes to situations like that. Cause people well, do some crazy stuff and they think they're running for their life. But you know what I'm saying? Like. The crazy thing about that is happening in Minnesota, yeah, of all places. 
That to me is not surprising. If if you've been to Minnesota, it's it's predominantly white in Minnesota for the most part. I mean, Prince is one of the only few men of color that came from Minnesota I could think of. And his famous it does not, you know, um, and Prince even talked about it that there is a lot of racist people in Minnesota. Like they, they don't they don't like there's a good amount of racist people in Minnesota. It's But you think they would have learned from the George Floyd situation. Yeah. <laughs> you would you would have thought that, that's the biggest part hey, right there. You watched or, SL skit this or, weekend, right? Or the like, other you know. or the other times. I mean like like the the uh Philando Castile, I think that was in this in, mm-hmm. in the same so state. From- for me, it was uh, yeah, yeah, it was Minnesota. But Philando Castillo was like, I don't want to say my George Floyd, but that's when I was like, are you are you really? It doesn't matter because because for me, as American citizen says, look, I have a firearm. Which you tell me that it is my unalienable right, Second Amendment, to have a firearm, and he still got shot for it. Mm-hmm. And the one organization, the second biggest lobbying group in the NRA at the time, had one job is defend Second Amendment. They said nothing yep. which tells you not all american citizens are in fact equal mm-hmm. and we had that happen with george floyd and i don't want to blame the pandemic but a lot of us were home and so that's why i think a lot of us decided to go mobilize it was almost shocking to have a lot of my non-black friends be like oh, how long has this been going on what do you want me to say a couple weeks like, <laughs> like hundreds of years my dude and and, yeah. and, it's, and i don't want to bash my parents are immigrants they came in the 70s i love that i love the country even though sometimes it doesn't love me back you can't tell me one group in this country, and I'm talking about uh, Asians, Indians, Muslims, even the Irish and Italians 200 years ago, that did not feel that we're not welcome in this country. We mm-hmm. just have a habit of doing that. We just rotate the plates, you yeah. know, and it's just, exactly. it's tragic. It really is, man. When, when any of the white folks that are your immigrants to begin with in the first place, that's the part of me. It's like the only people over here, long, long time ago, were Native Americans. You came and took their land. And, and you're going to sit here and be judgmental against these folks. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Against other different folks. Yeah, it, does, it makes it's fucking backwards to me. It makes no sense. And, like, with, and with that officer um, resigning, it it's a... it's it, To me, it feels like an empty gesture. You know what I'm saying? Because she, she resigns. She can get hired at another precinct. Well, now she's um, getting charged. Well, yeah, she's getting charged. But like, say, like... And I'm not going to be surprised when she gets a light sentence or she gets acquitted at all because this happened before. You know what I mean? Like it reminds me of the SNL skit from last week when they're talking about George. Open Floyd, open Thomas was like, "Well, I wouldn't say that." Like he's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, like they're making light of it, but it's true. Cops get off. Light. Well, yeah, I mean, like with with her, like it, like say if she does get out, get off of this shit. You know what I mean? And she gets to work at another precinct. Like the 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 police unions, they're gonna work to get her back on uh-huh. back on the street. You know what I mean? It won't be in Brooklyn Center. She'll be in another another part of town. She could be in another goddamn state. It's if she doesn't get convicted, she's gonna I expect her to be back on the street, bro. And it could have been be in a, Fargo, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it, it, it could have been an accident, but it's it's happened so so often to to people of color. It's, it's, I mean, I, 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 I'm numb to it now because I even just saw the news about um, the Hispanic boy. Um, he's 13 years old and he had a weapon. He tossed the weapon, had his hands it's up, and he still, got, he still got popped. You know what I mean? He got shot and killed, yeah. 
And then there's the news about, um, and it's it's funny, real funny that that the news actually um, they 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 heighten it up. Like Knoxville, they said it was a school shooting, and they said uh, one one kid was killed, uh, others were injured. Uh, but then it the news just kind of died off on that shit. Turned out that that cop that the the kid did have a weapon on him. The cop was trying to get the gun from him, and he the cop shot himself. And then the other cop, I guess the other cops or him, shot that kid in the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? So now that that mm-hmm. mayor, that police chief are asking for the body cam footage, but that DA in Knoxville is not even, they're declining to give up the, that evidence. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a pattern. You know what I'm saying? And to me, it just seems like it's, it's either an issue with racist cops or you got an issue with scared-ass cops. And like, like, Why are you going to shoot and kill a kid with a weapon anyway? He was like, what? How old was I, I, I think he was like... <clears throat> Shit, he was. It had, had to be eighteen at, least, at most. But I mean, if you're too damn scared, bro. I mean, black people don't have superpowers. I keep saying this shit over and over again. We're not the goddamn X Men. You know what I'm saying? It's not. You're not gonna be outmanned and outgunned. Just you don't have to. There's other options to do this shit. But this, I wasn't surprised with with the lady resigning, and I won't be surprised if she gets off with this shit because a lot of these cops are. I think Derek Chauvin is going to be the example that they're going to use, and it's going to be like everybody's going to go back like it never happened and shit. Mm-hmm. And I I hate to sound like that. All right. Facts. Facts. So are y'all ready to get on to this break and then get on yeah. to our interview with Flobo? Yeah, yeah. Get, get off of this goddamn sad topic. That's like, I mean, <laughs> sad topic, yes. I mean, Madison, I'm about, to, I'm about to get them break and start just punching the air and shit. Like, I'm on, <laughs> don't be a menace. We try to end the episode, man. <laughs> Sell my usher buck, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go to break. Do you feel like your stomach was just shot with hunger? Don't worry. We have the perfect food for you. Uncle Ben's rice. Tell us more about it, Uncle Ben. Well, hey. Do you guys like rice? Do you like delicious things? Well, I've got the perfect rice for you. You should try Ben Parker rice. Uncle Ben's rice is the best. Try my rice. It's so good. Here, Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's rice. The rice so good is to die for. And we're back. Alright. Um Flo Flo, let's go ahead and get into our interview. And What's if up? you can, just tell us your story on well, we know part of your story, but tell your story to our guests. I don't know anything about you. Damn, that's a big question, my dude. Uh, you know, I went to I went to Madison High School in Brooklyn. That's why I gotta represent my high school because like um, a lot of people came out there. Ruth Bader Ginsburg and and, oh, um, and Bernie Sanders went to my high school. So, oh, Bernie, like, oh, yeah. Um, and then I went to the South for a couple of years for for college the first time because you read the graduates, right? Untenable graduates. Uh, I got my my degree out there the first time. I came out to SoCal for my graduate degree. My film school degree, and I've been out here ever since. Comedian, DJ, host, MC, um, 
a motivational speaker if you care about that kind of stuff middle distance runner kind of all all stuff into that one big esports caster i'm getting to that too so there's a lot to me basically i use my voice a lot yeah. <laughs> and i get to be able to be myself which is like always been the dream to be myself and earn a living doing that that's what's up yeah yeah i mean motherfucker, you set the ball high as hell He's like, he's a middle distance runner. I said, uh, I jog around my neighborhood. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what was it describing something? I was like, I don't know which way to go. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I guess I'll go. The only thing I'd be running from is diabetes these days. <laughs> That's why I do it. It's like, you're cakes and donuts too much. I do it. What you got them donuts you talking about, motherfucker? I'm like, Ooh, Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. That new Krispy Kreme Oreo donut. Oh, like, I'm sweating. Oh, my God. Sweating already. Oof. All right, what 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 got what, um what got you into into comedy? Like what what damn I, I, words are fucking hard for me this morning, but what helped you like go from like doing film school and then just move into comedy? Right. Like how'd that go? So I got out of uh, school in 2010, and um I always liked comedy shows growing up. Like I grew up watching the Tonight Show, like yeah. the, the Big Band and the Janelle coming out and be like, "This is interesting, Monica Lewinsky." You know what I mean? I, was, yeah. I, was, I wanted to do that, and uh, my girlfriend at the time. Uh, not even Groupon. She gave me a living social <laughs> coupon to, <laughs> to a comedy class. And it was like six weeks. But the graduation was they'll give you three minutes at the comedy store. Oh, which shit. Is like one of the biggest comedy things in the, in the country. Like mm-hmm. Chappelle did one of the specials there. The small one. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Do a little three minutes. And that then three minutes was a long ass time. Um, but I felt the rush, man. I felt like I was I was in the element. You know, like it's very few times in your life where you do something you're like, oh, just instantly feel like this is the move. Yeah. And I felt that about comedy. And comedy, well, Professor Wrestling before that, but comedy really opened the door to all kind of like entertainment aspects. Like doing esports casting, that's comedic stuff in there. Hosting shows, I thought I'd throw jokes in there. Like it really was a gateway. So that was 2014, August 10th, 2014, and having stopped since. That's what's up. So, who who would you um? You said you've been watching comedy since you was little. So, who do you who really inspired you into getting into comedy? And who do you compare your acts to? I know you're really not comparable to anybody, but who who do you like? Kind of, you know, everybody finds stuff and to take bits and pieces from. Yeah, you understand like, where I'm coming from. He's like, do not use that cop out answer. <laughs> All right, man, I got you. you day to day was Leno because because what I liked about Leno, a lot of people don't like about Leno, is that every day you got a fresh six minutes. So when mm-hmm. I first started doing comedy, I tried to do different acts every time. I realized that's impossible. It hard. It sucks. But it was it's a cool way to look fucking, at comedy yeah. because now more than ever, people are quick to the draw on TikTok mm-hmm. and on memes and stuff. This is why Weird Al retired. Like he's like, yo, man, I can't do a parody song if parodies come out the day of. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, but but I would say Leno was a big one. As far as the specials, I mean, Chris Rock was an event. It, was, mm-hmm. it felt like either if Chris Rock had a special or Tyson had a fight, everyone won the HBO Hotbox. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. it was a, it was an event. It was the hood. Like, oh shit! Like, cause, cause like. Chris Rock went to my high school too. He didn't graduate. This is why we don't say he graduated. But he went. Like when if you ever watch Everyone Hates Chris, Everybody Hates Chris, Tatalia High School was Madison. Okay. And so like it it was like, oh, he went to, to our school. Let's go check it out. So I was like, Chris Rock, Jeleno. I like Seinfeld. People my age and younger do not. But when it comes to writing the material and practicing the material and having like <laughs> no air, it's Seinfeld. No one writes jokes anymore. Um, everyone yeah. tries to make their life experiences funny, which is another flavor of comedy, not knocking it, but it's cool to know where it came from. 
Yeah. Much like how most hip hop these days is melodic. Mm-hmm. It's cool to have a lyrical base. I think it's cool to have a joke base and decide to jump into talking about your life or whatever. So those are the main ones. My favorite comedy special of all time is Trevor Noah's Crazy Normal. That's when you. It's was a the, great one. It really is. Never saying it. Yeah, yeah. It was a, so he was a huge star in Africa, but he was not known in America yet. Mm. So that was like this is like his like giant HBO special for Africa. But in two hours time or an hour and a half time, he made me like he taught me South African politics and why this person should be funny and why this one should not be funny. So when years later he got the Daily Show spot, I was like, okay, if you can break down another country's political sphere. He's gonna be fine on Daily Show. Took him a couple years to do it, but mm-hmm. yeah, he nailed it. So Crazy No was my favorite of his. Um, I have another question. You opened up for a lot of acts. So which act have you opened up for? You'd be like, damn, they are that good. Damn, man, that is that is a good damn, you gotta get the hot questions, man. <laughs> um as far as far as so there's two things. There's like actual comedy skill skill. Like, mm-hmm. there's jokes and funny, and I was like, yo, Atheon Crockett's that way, Tony yeah. Baker's that way, open up for him. But as far as, like, uh, so I was at an open mic, not open mic, I was at an amateur night. So basically, mm-hmm. when you first start doing comedy, there's a bunch of amateur nights, they're called bringer shows, where you're supposed to bring, like, six or mm-hmm. seven people to go yeah. on. And But the people that are there are pretty much there to laugh at their friend and no one else. So when you're on those shows, it's, like, silent. But we had a drop-in one time, so I won't say I opened for him, but there was a drop-in Mark Marin. Mark Marin is my favorite comedian. And yeah. I can tell you why. Because even though he's not my style, he showed up on a show where no one was really there to laugh necessarily, mm-hmm. popped a squat in a stool, and by the end, the whole room was hot. Got yeah. everyone involved. Got everyone. And this is like my fourth month in the game. Yeah. So mm-hmm. seeing someone with 20 years on me just do it, like yeah. it was like it was like Kobe shooting around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, to him, it's nothing. But I was like, the whole True. crowd was in his hands. And True when master. You first, when you first start doing comedy, you got your jokes like in a bag. Like, all right, now I'm to my joke. I'm to my joke. I'm to my joke. Good night, mm. everybody. But you realize the the telling jokes is actually secondary to comedy. Your job is mm-hmm. to make sure the audience is engaged. This is why mm-hmm. Chappelle gets so much love, and rightfully so, when he talks Excellent. about Emmett Till for 20 minutes and then comes back to a joke. That takes mm-hmm. skill to go serious for like a half an hour mm-hmm. and you'll be like that line chick and be over with it. So. Mm. That was the first time I learned it with Mark Marin being able to root to work a room, make a room look go with you, and be like, "All right, see you next week. Check out my podcast." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um. Oh. Well, uh, go ahead. I go ahead. Uh, sorry. Okay. So, um, you've been in the states, state to state, doing comedy. What comedy place or state have you been to? You'd be like, "Damn, I need to come back here." Or it was just your favorite spot, Tempe, Arizona. I was <laughs> and I was booked. I was scared because the, the last time I went to Arizona, I went to WrestleMania 26, which was mm. in outside of Phoenix. It was in the town called Glendale, where the um, Cardinals play. Yeah. And and it's true what they say in Glendale. I mean, you know, with the Iron Cross tattoo being like, what are you doing here? You know, yeah. uh, but but when I went, got booked at a it was a it was a minority comedy, a black comedy night. It was minorities in like. Uh, Middle Eastern people together. Yeah. I don't know how you mm-hmm. say that. What? <laughs> Black Saudi Arabia night. I don't know. Uh, but it was in this bar in Tempe, man. And Tempe's a college town. ASU's out there. And I got, it was, either got the car in the summertime, drive out to the state, see all the, the red rocks and stuff, perform at 10 p.m., but yet 113 degrees. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go back to my hotel and roll back. I was like, one, my, my jokes work across state lines. And that was the life I envisioned, to be able to roll into a town, do my thing, get the get the love from the booker and the promoter, be like, yo, thank you for your professionalism, and then roll to the next city. 
It was great. In fact, I tell you how much of a nerd I am. When I bought my computer, I named it Tempe. <laughs> like, I learned that time. Yeah, what up, computer? <laughs> hey, um, well, I, I noticed that you had um, you have a uh, like like you're a wrestling fan. Yeah. Uh, did you get to watch the last uh, WrestleMania? Um, yeah, man. What you yeah, think about it's it? Our, it's like a Super Bowl, man. Like it, it's going to be weird to say the matches don't really matter first. It don't matter because it's like the Sunday, the Saturday or Sunday. Get your friends over, you get mm-hmm. the wings, and you just watch wrestle together. And if you are a fan, it's cool. If you if you're a lapsed fan, you're like remember that time when I was a kid, like how our old men's our old heads are at yeah. Super Bowls. Remember when Broadway Joe brought the Jets? Like, no, Grandpa, shut up. Uh, but but that aside though, I actually like WrestleMania, man. The fans, you know, they were back. You had a crazy show. My man Cesaro got a win. Uh, you yeah. had Bad Bunny, Benito doing his thing. It was nuts. It was great. Hey, that Bad Bunny, that Bad Bunny match was entertaining as hell. I mean, physically, there's no way in hell this dude can beat. Like, I mean, I don't even. I'm not even a fan of the Miz, but there's no way even I can see him beat the Miz. But the way that they choreographed it and the way that that fight, when well, that match played out, it was entertaining as hell. Like, I'm a lapsed fan from, like, the Raw Attitude Era. Okay. So, yeah. watch, like, seeing it. Like, I, I know, like, all these other cats, like the New Day, and, and it was heartbreaking to see them get beat down by Nigerian, uh, what's his name, Osmo? <laughs> He's like the, the Nigerian <laughs> Osmo. The giant. Whatever Osmo. Osmo's the joke. Bro, he, <laughs> hey, whatever his name is, bro, he, hey. Chris that, Rock. That shit was that was a sad match to watch, bro. Watching them I agree. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. But um, like just watching like that level of entertainment, just it, it was it was it seemed like it was back to me. And then yeah, watching yeah. um, like even the women's championship, that man, all that shit was dope, bro. That, and the funny story about that that, that, that funny thing, right? I'm sitting there thinking, hey man, this is a big moment for Latin music and stuff, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. I'm like, wow, man, this guy's really good. And my wife goes, man. How is a this guy's skin so smooth? I like the disrespect around this place is ending today. What the hell? Thank you. Turn it off. All right, you know yeah. what I'm watching? Watching that. Mr. your girl. What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I'm sitting there, like, all of a sudden, like, you're not even, like, be like, yeah, this is a good moment for Latin music. You know, he landed, love and Zoom music. And all. <laughs> Worried about the business skin. Like, damn, how does this smooth? I was like, like, Michael's flying in. What? <laughs> <laughs> He is. You know, the WWE could turn it on, man, when they want to. I know. I, I watch it every week because I cover it, right, yeah. as a journalist or whatever. But I, I get it. It's designed for you to, to, to dip off, resurrecting around now to about SummerSlam. It's okay to do that. Uh, and so I like I like the fact that WrestleMania comes out. You can not watch it for years, but they walk you through everything mm-hmm. and every match, why you should care, why it's important. Bad Bunny, I was saying this before we went on, on the air. Celebrities on WrestleMania happened all the time. Mike Tyson, uh, um, Mr. T was in the first one. You know, you come in, awesome too. couple weeks, and you bounce. But Homeboy Benito took four months off to train to wrestle, yeah. and that was the best wrestling match I saw with a celebrity in my life. So, yo, yeah. props to that dude. All right, and um, well, I, I got one more question. It was actually the question I, I was I was thinking of, but then WrestleMania popped in my head for some goddamn reason. <laughs> my ADD kicking in. Um. <laughs> What what advice would you give to like uh, an up 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 and coming art um, comedian like who, who like they they see they see like they'll go to comedy store to watch other guys do their do their sets, and then they feel like hey I, I think I got what it takes to do it, like yeah. what what kind of advice would you give them starting out? Well, there's that stock advice: never give up, have a thick skin, meet the right people, and that's great. I'm not trying to say don't do that, but I think like the one thing I wish I learned when I started is you have to take time to to talk to yourself out loud. 
because when you write jokes and and you have a joke in your head, you know it doesn't come saying. out the same way. You yeah. know the pauses, you know the reaction you're gonna get. You have to recite to give yourself time to enunciate and wait for pauses and slow down and come up with things with no one laughs at it. So I take two hours a day just to walk around my house. My neighbor think I'm crazy. Just to talk about jokes or even commercials I've seen or books I've read or when I'm winning arguments in my head, like how we do in the shower, I say that out loud just to make sure that I know about my rhythm and pace and that. And everything else is all just hustling, right? Yeah. Go hit up open mics, check out the people who are actually doing it, uh, text your or email your heroes, see if they respond to you. Because now in the podcast era, a lot of people are just more open to talking about the, their game and being on shows, like how I'm doing on the show. Yeah. Hit you guys up. Yo, what up? Can I be on your show? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot more open now that way. But definitely talk to yourself, say things out loud, and recite. That's what's up. Okay, um, I have a question. Um, yeah, you saying, like, keep pushing, keep grinding stuff, but, you know, it's hard to keep yourself motivated. So who has okay. been your biggest supporter while you're doing comedy? Damn, biggest supporter. Hmm, well, not comedy specifically. Because, you know, my, my parents support me as far as, like, be successful. Because my parents are immigrants, right? They're like, yo, just, just, just make me just... Go ask us for stuff. Just do your own thing. <laughs> but comedy itself is kind of hard because no one quite gets it. Right? Other mm -hmm. comedians are just, it's cool to be a, a jaded comedian. So you go to those comedian groups, like, any advice? Like, quit. <laughs> you know? <what> I mean? <laughs> so, like, so for, for me, I, I like to think my biggest motivation <laughs> comes from, well, one, I used to weigh a lot more and I used to hit the gym. So I lost 175 pounds. And I go back to that. And what motivated me back then was treat myself as if I was a prison inmate, which sounds weird. But let me explain. Right. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so, so when it comes down to exercising, right? When I get up in the morning, I'm yeah. tired. I don't want to run. I don't want to lift weights. I'm like, yo, man, but I love chocolate cake too much. But I can tell you, the most hardened criminals in the prison system, the ones that are in solitary confinement, get an hour for exercise because they know it's essential to life. What excuse do I have? I have all my rights. I have all mm -hmm. the air I can breathe and all the masks I can wear. Why not give myself the basic thing they're giving people who don't have anything at all? So when I go to comedy and I want to write a joke, I want to go online, it's like, yo, if I, do you want to be a comedian? Yes. What is wrong with going to one open mic this week? You don't go to 25 of them. What's going to one? Well, I don't know. Here's your hour of freedom. Make it work for you. You give your day job 10 hours because mm -hmm. I, I, got, I got to pay these bills. But you want to give yourself 30 minutes because you tired? Well, you go to work tired, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Work for yourself. Hire yourself. Uh, report to yourself. Look at yourself every every quarter be like, ah, oh, man, I'm paying so much money on coffee. You know what I'm saying? Evaluate yourself and push forward. That's real talk, bro. It's true. Yeah, but I mean, like, the one thing I'm doing is, like, I feel like a lot of comedians give up right off the bat because, I mean, a lot of comedians don't realize most of the time you do that first open mic or something, you're going to bomb. You know what I'm saying? Because it's mm -hmm. a learning Experience. You know what I'm saying? And even if you get a couple chuckles, you should know, like, that's better than some people do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I remember going to open mics when I first started trying to do stand up comedy and just, you know, people are, and these were like for band open mics. You know what I'm saying? And also, one guy's coming up there and telling jokes. Everybody's drinking and wanting to listen to music. They're not paying attention to what the fuck you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you go in there, you're telling these jokes, you know, like, and you're feeling good, and then all of a sudden, everybody's, you know, not laughing. You're getting all nervous and sweaty up there. You're like, damn, it's hot. Like, uh -huh. oh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but just don't give up. You know what I'm saying? It's You're going to take, it's kind of like boxing. You're going to take your lumps before before you start winning fights. 
you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. I remember, well, the first time I bombed was the first time I was on stage. I bombed the second time I was on stage. But the biggest time I bombed was like what you were saying. I was in uh, a brewery. Not even like a bar. I was in a brewery. So I was yeah. going to go, isn't it funny? And there's like forklifts in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the kegs were falling down. I said chickens crossed the road because it was terrible. Because <laughs> like, yeah, when you first start out, no one's booking you. You don't have a following. And that's what people book you for. That's why podcasts mm-hmm. are great. Shows are great because you want to get a following they can book you. Um, and they say 10 years of the comedy game. I'm on year six now, right? You're hitting the year seven. And it's true because your first year, you learn how to write jokes and tell jokes. But the thing mm-hmm. is, if no one laughs at your jokes, it, it messes up because you're like, oh, no, joke, laugh, joke, laugh, joke, laugh. And after year three, year four is when you go, okay, if you guys don't like this joke, I have this thing for you. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to remix this. And then year six, seven, eight, it's this topic is happening. Let's talk about it. Let's make this fun. And it really is that that general growth. But when I say 10 years, don't think of it as a prison sentence in that way. Don't think of it as I got to do mm-hmm. 10 years. If I'm not famous in 10 years, damn. Uh, it, but it really is a growth. Some people took 15 years to cry. Tiffany Haddish had True. 19 years. True. And she was uh-huh. a, a juvenile comedian. Yeah. She started as a kid. You know, yeah. I started comedy at 29. And I'm like, where's my, where's, my, where's my thing coming in? So yeah. Wait, it's a process. Uh, it's like that. You guys live in Tennessee. It's like you, uh, Nick Bergazzi. Like that dude's been doing stand-up since he was like 20. Now he's like 43. And now really catching on with his last couple stand-ups on Netflix and all that. And speaking yeah. of Netflix stand-ups, you're, you're, uh, Chris Rock, they got the extended tambourine cut just came out too. Uh, so with Chris Rock, you said being a big influence, what is your favorite Chris Rock stand-up out of all, all, all the ones he has done? So everyone gives you something different, man. Like like Never Scared to me was when I remember making it out. Uh, is going to be in comedy canon. It's going to be in the Smithsonian. <laughs> I, I like the fact that Tambourine, because that's Bo Burnham's style. He's directed it. It's it's like the opposite Chris Rock. It takes very it takes me very brave. And in, in a time where Kevin Hart was doing arenas, to yeah. have like the the things open up and him being like, so anyway, my wife and I. I was like, oh, yeah. so like yeah, there's something yeah. I like from every single one of them. But I guess Never Scared is the one I I have the most like sentiment towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's one of my favorite so, ones. Yeah. Fantastic. So um, you did so many comedy places. Where would be your favorite, like, what would be your favorite comedy venue to work at? That you haven't been at yet. Oh, I haven't been. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So for me, I'm at the point of my my career now that I want to try just places, right? I want mm-hmm. I want to work campuses. I want to work like theaters. I want to work in England. I want to work in, in whatever. Um, to the longest time, it was the Laugh Factory. But I did that last year. Um, but, but I think now more than ever, I really want to be more in a positional place. I want to be able to do a, a 20 minute thing. I want to be able to be booked outright. So for mm-hmm. me, at my level of comedy, I'm at the point now, if I'm ever booked for a show, I have to be, either align myself with a bigger comedian because they can bring the fans out. Um, mm-hmm. That way he can book you. Because like, I can go to Iowa and Iowa's like, oh, LA comedian. But if you go to Chicago, like no one cares. <laughs> Detroit, no yeah. one cares. So like, you have to line your Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. What are, you, what are you doing? Like Tony Baker, yeah. for example. If, if yeah. Tony Baker and I are on the show, that's different. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll see this guy. We'll, uh, I yeah. love his videos on Instagram. So that's my, my strategy more than the actual venue because I feel like um, we get into that lock kind of mentality of like, oh, man, I played this. I played that. But but as far as places, it's it's my hometown. I want to be able to go back to Brooklyn, do the Kings or Barclays. And be like, I did that. But I don't really have like a list of comedy venues. New York's tough, bro, for comedy, though, like... Like shoot, man! Like I, 
New York, they'll heckle you just just to see if you got what it takes to be a comedian there. You know what I'm saying? It, like, it's it's tough for like the, the fan side, but at the same time, since we're all connected by subways, it's the best in community. Like in LA, we have it too, but like got people get in their cars. All right, man, how'd you pimp? You know what I mean? But, yeah. but New York, we're all taking the same trains back to the same clubs, crisscrossing the, the city, doing different mm-hmm. mics and stuff. So you get to know people like in like, like a, a high school class. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, Amber, you're still doing this club. All right, what's up, girl? I'm going to holler at you yeah. later. I'll see you next week at this thing. All right, cool. It was just kind of dope. But yeah, the fans are brutal. They will boo you. They will. That 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 to me was like one of the coolest things we watched. Uh, like Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac do his first stand up back in the day. That crowd that night was terrible most of the comedians and then Bernie mm-hmm. came out and just was like I ain't scared of you motherfuckers like, like just, and, and he took it to him and I was like that's that, that's what the legends do man they take over a crowd you know what I'm saying like so this is a, a technique I learned in comedy class and I think you can apply to real life too because um, my, my teacher his name is Adam Barnhart um, he's openly gay from Texas and back in the time you can't be openly gay he's open up for yeah, in Texas. He, did, he opened up for Andrew Dice Clay, which was like the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> you so he came up with a clearing method. He says, when you, before you go on stage, take time to say what's on your mind, your commute, what's going through your thing, and then go into your material. It makes it better. And that's what Bernie Mac did. He cleared and he goes, yo, I'm not scared of you. Because frankly, he probably was because the crowd was brutal. But imagine going into a presentation you got to do for your job and like your presentation ain't loading or you got there late you spill coffee in your tie and you in your own head about that and you not would you can perform the best but if you go there like yo man welcome to the presentation man i'm having a day this is my day right now now my computer's not working give me a second you're gonna have you're gonna handle it it puts it everything out there and people know what's going on and then you just rock it out the park people go you're so relatable and relatability is worth as weight in golden usher bucks my g if you're relatable (laughs) you'll get booked everywhere true true Man, I hope you come to Zanies. Like we have Zanies in Nashville. I hope you come us and nah, really come do. down here and let us know when you're coming. Oh, absolutely, man. When this pandemic is over, man, I'm rolling through. I did I did uh, Memphis a couple years mm. ago, and that was a okay. cool town. But Tennessee, man, there's a southern hospitality you read about in books. <laughs> they nice. It's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They like they like almost like embarrassed you showed up like you went to somebody's like bad looking crib like oh I'm so sorry man yo but next time let us know we'll bake you a cake <laughs> I love Tennessee <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. so bake you a deep fried cake real quick put on the stick so, bro so how has like COVID um, hit your comedy and like you can't work as much or anything like that hit everything. It, one, you can't work and there wasn't venues to go to. Two, I'm not the fan, the biggest fan of virtual shows uh, because I mean, cause I'm, I've been a fan. You put your camera off and your mic off, so you don't know if your jokes are hidden. Mm-hmm. But I, I say this in a lot of interviews, man. Everything I've done, everything I do to make money is live entertainment. I'm a wedding mm-hmm. DJ. I'm an officiant. I'm a podcast host, all that stuff. And when they told me that my life's work was non-essential, I was in my own feelings for a couple months. Like, I understand I'm not a nurse, I understand I'm not a cop, but like, I'm not essential to the home watching Tiger King. It was like, damn, you know? <laughs> but it makes you reevaluate why you do it. And you go, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not, I'm not essential, but I can tell you one thing, we all need entertainment, right? So yeah. I went more into the podcast game to put my jokes in my podcast and say, hey, look, I'm gonna talk about Star Trek this week, but we're gonna joke around because I am not going to be on stage doing comedy and this is essential to me, so. 
Yeah. Dude, you'd be amazed at like how much Tiger King has affected the way people think of white people in the United States. It kind of confirmed a lot of my suspicions. <laughs> like, people in England and like I'm talking about, like I'll be dead with people in England or Scotland. Like, 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 oh, this poor reception is brought to you by badinternetconnection.com. So I don't know what the fuck is going on about it. I lost you, but I, I got you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I had a case case of the uh, the case of the of the, the, the internet connections. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not inspecting my letter. Damn it, I'm writing my letter. Well, well, you had you guys had a power outage. <laughs> the winter the winter storm knocked out your power outage. It's still fucking up the internet, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "You got the hey. December internet, dude." <laughs> hey. So Flobo, yo, um, you not only do comedy, but you also do DJ. Mm-hmm. And you also won an award being a DJ. So tell us about like you DJing and things like that. So I used to work for this um, this uh, uh, company called Loan Depot. I put them on blast. Mm-hmm. They did do mortgages, basically like quick and rocket mortgage, but the competition. And it was a cushy job. It was nice. I was able to buy a lot of stuff. And they had let me go on Thanksgiving Day, 2017. Got the phone call saying, "Yo, we need your address for your 401k disbursement. You done." And uh, I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? And in November is really engagement season. So a couple of my DJ friends, I was DJing on the side, like on this other company. They're like, hey, man, you got the deck? All you got to do is, you know, fire you as a business and start getting clients. I'm like, I don't know anything about this, that, 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 that. And my friend Jack Farmer, which you can check him out on uh, jackcfarmer.com, he really was like, yo, I'll, I'll put you what I know and set you up because I know how it is to feed yourself. And I've been doing it ever since. So I've been under my own banner, flowbito.com, DJ Flowbito, doing weddings in Southern California because we have 50,000 couples that get married every year out here. And uh, when you get a lot of good reviews, a lot of five-star reviews, you get to be qualified for a couple choice awards. So I got that back-to-back. Uh, you know, the hell with 2020, I don't count. <laughs> like, before that, I had, uh, in, in 18 and 19, I had uh, a couple choice awards. So I'm an award-winning DJ in Southern California. It's nice. It's it like the Houston Astros champion. <laughs> Kill me, man. Kill me. How the street going, man? How the street going? Uh, um, well, them are all the questions that I have. Yeah, this, that's all I have. This is, we can go ahead and wrap it up, man. I, I really enjoyed this episode, man. This shit was fun as hell, Yeah, bro. truly appreciate, appreciate it, Flobo. Yeah, well, thanks for inviting me on the, on the podcast, man. I know we met up on that, that weird-ass site, but I'm a real person. <laughs> you all yeah. on the show. <laughs> Word. <laughs> So if you can just plug in your handles because yeah. there's so many and I don't think I would give them give them all out. I appreciate that, yo. I'm on Twitter at Flobo Boys. That's F L O B O B O Y C E. I have two websites. If you want to book me personally to, to do your virtual hosting, flowbito.com, F L O B I T O.com. If you want to see all the shows and podcasts I host, that's newamsterdam.com, K N E W Amsterdam.com. And man, support the homie and buy a t shirt or a hoodie or a mask at flobito.threadless.com. Get that merch. Help me out, man. I'm poor on the streets. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, Black. All right. Skrills, say y'all handles, and we should end this show. All right. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Flobo for, for stopping by. Uh, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, thank you. 
I'd like to thank everybody that's tuning in and listening. Uh, don't be shy. Go ho- holler at your boy Flobo, man. He got some good content out there. You know what I mean? You. Um, you can catch us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook at The Unintelligent Graduates. Um, you can catch me on Instagram. Oh, also catch us on Twitter at The Unintel Grad. Uh, catch me on Instagram and Twitter at Black and Pino J. And Salamat, everybody listening. Like I, I say it all the time, there's a million podcasts out there. And thank you for just taking the time out your day to put us in your ear holes and on your playlist. And uh, yeah, again, I'm glad I, I, I linked up with you on that Matchmaker FM, man. Like it's it's a great site. Um, uh, great, great for you to take the time to be on here. Uh, I mean, it, it's crazy. It's crazy where I'm going to do a podcast from Tennessee, Texas, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, like, thank God for technology, you know. Um, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> but uh, probably not Not everything's coming through straight on uh, my internet, but, so I apologize. But uh, again, uh, give a shout out. Hopefully, one of our future guests, Kim. He's going to be on the show. I'm talking out. You best be on the show, man. I'm talking about you going to be on the show. It's a, it's a long running show. People are cute at the end of the show. A buddy of ours, we know personally, and he said, man, draft weekend might be a good weekend. Uh, <laughs> all right, okay. Either way, hell yeah. Damn, man. Hell yeah. That's right. Shout out to Q. Hell yeah. If, 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 Shout out to Q. Hell yeah, oops all berries. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right, sir. Show, I want to buy it right now. <laughs> all right, sir. Take us home, bro. You can follow me and sir answers on all platforms. I like what Black say. Um, you can follow us on the Unintelligent Graduates on YouTube, Facebook, um, Instagram. My Twitter is Unintel Grads. And I want to thank for the third time, Flobo Boys. Thank you. And, um, I'm not going to give out the quote, but I'm going to let Flobo say the quote on anything he has to say. I'm going to go ahead and give us a quote, Flobo. Everything I've ever done, man, is make your hometown proud. Oh. Right. All right. He gave you the quote, and um, we're the unintelligent graduates. Yeah, you might think we're unintel- unintelligent, but you got to realize this is our show. And just know you're a graduate. If you're bettering yourself every day, you do not, you do not need no degree. So we're the unintelligent graduates, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.